You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All, and I'm the owner and founder of Simple Pin Media, a Pinterest management and marketing company. I manage currently for, well, not myself, but my team and I manage over 120 organic Pinterest clients. We also do video creation, pin creation, as well as promoted pins management. But I also have a side of the business where I teach people how to do Pinterest marketing for themselves. It includes this podcast, our Simple Pin Collective, which is our Pinterest marketing community, and the blog that we have and several free resources. We know that not everybody is in a position to be able to afford to hire or even afford to take a course at this time. So if you're new to Pinterest, just go to simplepinmedia.com start. And that's our four-part series to help you get up and running on Pinterest fast. If you are already up and running on Pinterest and you just need some help getting out of the gate and really growing, then go to simplepinmedia.com slash grow. All right, today's episode is really back to basics. It's for those of you who are new or for those of you who have not updated your settings on Pinterest in a while. So there's been some changes inside the settings area and I discovered it recently during one of our lessons inside the Simple Pin Collective we're looking at refreshing and reviving our Pinterest marketing and our Pinterest account. So while I was going through all the settings, I realized that there were a lot of things in there that I had not gone through in quite a while and updated or checked or not checked. And really, to see that Pinterest had added quite a bit of new settings in there made me think, huh, I think I need to do a podcast that just gets people looking inside their Pinterest settings inside their Pinterest account or if they're new and they've never started a Pinterest account, knowing which ones to pay attention to and which ones are more of a pinner setting. So because this is very visual, what we're going to do is I'm going to record a video after this walking through some of the steps that I also talk about in the podcast. But as I do the podcast, I am going to go through the settings and I'm going to talk a little bit about what you're going to be looking for. But I recognize that it's a little bit strange that I'm going to tell you what I'm doing and then you're going to want to take action on it. So that meant we had to do a video. So there will be a video in the post and you can find that by going to simplepinmedia.com slash 194. It's all about back to basics and getting your Pinterest settings set up correctly. Okay, so with that, let's dive in to when you go onto your profile, which is just pinterest.com slash the name of your business. That's your URL. So mine is pinterest.com slash simple pin media. What you'll find first is right next to your name, there's a little thing that says edit profile. And when you click on that, you are giving around seven different options of things to set your settings for, which is like, oh my gosh, what's right? What's wrong? So the very first one is editing your profile. Your profile is really telling people about what you do. So that when somebody comes onto your Pinterest profile, it's very, very clear to them. So if you're new to Pinterest or you have not updated your Pinterest account in a while, this is something that you should take about 30 minutes out of your day to do to either go check back into it or while you're setting up your very first Pinterest account, 
you want to make sure that all of these things are done so that you really don't have to go back in and change it, but maybe every couple of years or so. So this is all about your business. And this is already assuming you have a business account. To get a business account, you just go to business.pinterest.com and follow the prompts. And therefore, voila, you will have a business account. So with the profile, you're going to add a photo. And I want to say this for those of you who have been on Pinterest for quite some time. If you have not updated your photo, this is a good time to do it. I know that mine was an old one from a while ago, so I updated mine to my most recent profile picture. The other thing that you can do with this profile picture is if people more readily recognize your brand logo instead of your picture, you can certainly do that. That's something we've recommended over time is that if brand recognition is much stronger than your personal connection, you can definitely do that. For me, the name of my business account is Simple Pin Media and the picture is of me. Now, obviously, I do this podcast. I started the company. But now Simple Pin Media has 38 people working for them in several different departments. So at some point, I could easily do what I did on my Facebook page is I switched to our logo. But at this point, I'm still going to keep myself up there because I don't know, maybe I really like the picture. It just has always worked. And so I'm going to keep my picture there. Let me make a note here about how many people come to your profile. So Pinterest users, they don't go to Pinterest because they're interested in following people. They go to Pinterest because they're interested in getting a solution or an idea for something they have in their head. To put bluntly, they don't care about you. They care about what you're going to serve up to them, how you're going to help them take action on what's in their mind, right? But a profile, if they visit it, should be well organized and you should have a great profile picture so that when they come on to the profile, they're like, oh, this person looks kind of cool. I'm going to follow them. That doesn't happen a whole lot. I've heard statistics. I've never heard an official test, but it's right about less than 5% of pinners visit your profile. And that's while they are in the platform, just pinning around organically. There is another time where they would come onto your profile if you call them to action. So if you're in your email and you're like, hey, Susie, why don't you follow me on Pinterest? And she's like, oh, sweet. I'll click the follow button. She goes straight to your profile and follows. So that's really one of the other ways that our people might engage with our profile. I wanted to say that because a lot of people put the cart before the horse and they put so much emphasis on updating their profile, updating their board covers, updating their pictures, and they should probably spend more time updating their pin images, their pin descriptions, and creating content or new products. Just a little side note there. Okay, so back to the settings. As we go through these editing of your profile settings, you then get to display name. You can have no more than 65 characters in this particular box. So for me, I have simple pin media, a pipe, and then Pinterest marketing and management. That's it. I suggest that's about three keywords just to identify what it is I do. But honestly, Starbucks can just be Starbucks. They don't really have to say coffee roasting and making company because I already know what they are. So if your people are pretty familiar with you and they know what you do, it's okay just to have your name. Then we get to username. That's essentially your URL. Pinterest.com slash simple pin media is mine. 
I would suggest for a username, you make it pretty easy for them to type in and very closely related to what your brand is. Now, if for some reason someone has taken the username, just come up with something that's really easy to remember to pass on to people. Then we have the section about your profile. So for me, I have Pinterest marketing and management services for small business, creator of the Simple Pin podcast and the Simple Pin planner. This is a way to add a little bit of extra detail about who you are and what you do to essentially tell people, hey, this is what I'm all about. You should check me out. There can be no more than 160 characters here. Now, I want to give a quick shout out to Melissa and Anna of Pinning Perfect. That's a great course. It's If you're going to take a Pinterest course, I highly endorse it. They're fantastic people. Well, I believe Melissa did a test of adding a bit.ly link in here. And I will say for quite a long time, I used to tell people, leave a bit.ly link here like bit.ly slash planner to get my free 2020 planner. Well, Melissa did a test and she tracked how many people clicked on this bit.ly. And you guys, it was pitiful. So don't use the space. Just talk about what you're doing because that little bit.ly link doesn't hyperlink. And with the sheer amount of people that actually come to your profile being quite small anyway, that makes the chances of people clicking on your bit.ly even smaller. Just don't do it. All right, moving on to email. Obviously, you need to put your email address. If you want to put your phone number in there, go ahead, but just know it's going to be public. I don't want that. Then if you have a retail location, you can check the box for that and list your retail location. I highly recommend it if you do have a retail location. Okay, then for account settings, they give you a bunch of different things about your password. They ask you a little bit about who you are, and then you get to business type. What type of business are you? So for a long time, they didn't have a whole lot of options. And so for me, I chose blogger because I was doing quite a bit of blogger, but I'm blogger work, but I'm not anymore. Now they have contractor and service provider. So I would click on that. I am a service provider. Then you can choose how you want to log in your messaging option. Now, let me talk a little bit about messaging. You are going to get quite a bit of people asking to join your boards or to sell you something. So you can turn on direct messaging from your profile. I do have mine on, but that's only because I talk with my friend Katie all the time about what kitchens or drinks or family camp food we're going to bring. And we use Pinterest as our place to figure it out. Then, of course, you can deactivate your account or close it, but I don't suggest you do that. All right. The other is claiming accounts. So you want to claim your website. This means, hey, yeah, Pinterest, I own simplepinmedia.com and you should connect me with that one. Then there's this other new thing about, well, it's not new. It's been about maybe a year and a half. It's to connect the RSS feed with a particular claimed website. So I have that turned on. Frankly, it does not work. Don't waste your time. It pulled in some funky images. It didn't help me at all. Don't worry about it. Moving along, just make sure your website is claimed and you verified your website with Pinterest. That's all you need to do. Now, there is this little thing about Instagram and inst- it has this selection that you can auto-publish your latest Instagram post directly to a board and you can select that. This is after you claim your account with Instagram. Here's the deal. I see the two as very different ecosystems. 
In fact, we had a very lengthy discussion, if you listen to it, in episode 193 about Pinterest. Is it social media? And we clearly established it is not. However, Instagram is. So that being said, I can choose to have all my Instagram stuff pull in. But in all honesty, sometimes we post really funny stuff. Sometimes I post videos. Sometimes I do a bunch of different things. So here's what I'll say. You can certainly see if this works for you. If you are creating amazing Instagram posts that are um, aesthetically pleasing, they might have text on them to pull people in. You could create a board. I would not call it like simple pin media Instagram posts, but I could call it something like Pinterest marketing inspiration. Okay. So I'm actually going to do that right after in our, I'll do it actually in the YouTube video that we do that's going to be in the post. So you can see what I did and that will help understand it a little bit better. And then you can claim Etsy and you can claim YouTube. I don't have an Etsy shop, so it doesn't really work for me. But if you do, I would highly recommend that you claim it. And then there's a section for bulk uploading video pins all at once. I have not tested this. And then again, there's the RSS feed. So if you are new to Pinterest again and you are not ready to go down that road, don't worry about it. Then you'll get to the notifications section. And this is really just how many emails do you want? (laughs) Really, that's it. And then how many notifications do you want? And this is found in the upper right It's the little bell. It's where you can see things. You can click to edit and it will tell you if other people um, do things on Pinterest. It will also say, do you want us to email you all these ideas? Do you want me to email you um, when people pin to certain boards? X, Y, Z. The only thing I have checked under this one is Pinterest announcements and updates and feedback and surveys. You betcha. I want to be able to tell Pinterest how I feel about me using the platform. Email me all day long. And then privacy and data. This is really important. Under the top is something called search privacy. And there's a box where you can check to hide your profile from search engines like Google. Do not check that box because you want whatever you do on Pinterest to potentially show up on Google because it could be another way that people can engage with you. Leave that box unchecked. And then there's personalization. Personalization says things like use sites you visit to improve which recommendations and ads you see. And and next to each one of these phrases is learn more. So this is essentially, hey, can we use your information and the sites that you visit and maybe even some of our partners to then filter ads to you? Because yeah, that's how people make money, right? So If you want that, that's fine. But if you don't, that's fine too. The other thing is sharing your activity for ads performance reporting. I do want that. That's something that would be helpful for the ads performance reporting. And then autoplay of videos on desktop. Yep, sure. Autoplay them. Doesn't really matter. Security, you can choose two-factor authentication. And then there's this little thing called connected devices. This is important for you if you are the only person who is using your account. You want to look at this and see, is anybody else using my Pinterest account? And it will show the IP address when they accessed it and what type of device they used. So if you're ever worried that you've gotten hacked or somebody's broken into your account, this is where you would see it. Now, before you freak out, you need to think, do I have somebody managing my account? 
Do I have I ever let anybody have access? So for me, quite a few people have access to my account on my team. One of my team members is in South Africa. I can see that she's accessed. So I'm obviously not going to choose to end that activity because I know who it is. So you can go through each one of these and look at the IP address and hit end activity. That halts any um, opportunity that a person has to get back into the account. At least that's the way I understand it. Also, what this does is tell you if you are the only person who has ever looked at your account, then you have a bunch of different people from like Thailand in here, then you might want to change your password. Just good a practice, just a good practice to implement. Okay, this last one is apps. These are apps who have been given access to your account because you have allowed it. They have not done this on their own. So when I went through here, I discovered there were about four to five that I had given access at least three to four years ago that I had not hit revoke access. So I did that. I then can see that Tailwind has access. They're a partner with Pinterest and they pop up as a way for you know the application. It says what they're able to do. They're able to see my secret boards, able to see my pins, create pins for me. It's what helps me use the scheduling tool. So I obviously don't want to revoke access to them. So this is the complete rundown of the profile settings. This will always be located right underneath your top profile photo. Then there's this last place. It's the triple dots in the upper right. And it has this few settings. The top one is tune your home feed. This is such a great feature for users. I don't know how many of them use it, but they created this as a way to be sensitive to where people were at in their life or if they were no longer interested in something. So they have a list of your boards first. So let's say you're somebody who's been planning a wedding, you've already gotten married, and you no longer want to see anything about weddings. Maybe you've moved on to house building or buying a house or having a baby. So then Pinterest allows you to turn that off by saying, Hey, Pinterest, I don't want you to talk to me about weddings anymore because I've moved on. This could be the same with travel or anything you want to purchase. And then you can look at history and they can see what you've looked at today. And I can say, hey, I looked at um, Julianne with Garter Girl. Her and I were on her website. I was clicking around and I don't really want to see any more wedding garters because, well, I'm coming upon 19 years of marriage and I don't think I'm going to need a wedding garter anytime soon. So then I can turn that off. And then topics, those are topics that Pinterest is suggesting I might be interested or I have already followed over time and they're showing me stuff about that. So if I followed, um, let's see, I followed inbound marketing and I'm no longer interested, I just click unfollow. Therefore, I will see fewer topics on inbound marketing. Then underneath those three dots are, again, edit settings. We already went through that. Add support and request a feature. A lot of people in our big Facebook group, there's like 20,000 people, will come in and say, I really wish Pinterest had this. Chances are everybody's going to say, me too. This is the place you go in your Pinterest account to request a feature. It's the number one way they're going to hear what it is that you want. It's where pinners go to say, Hey, I wish I had a way to turn off this stuff in my home feed so I no longer have to see weddings. Hey, great idea, Pinner. We're going to create this junior home feed setting. That's how we get things done. Use that. 
If you need any help, get help. And then there's C terms and privacy policies, which unless you're a lawyer or you totally geek out on that kind of stuff, you are probably not interested in. So that's it. That is our review of Pinterest settings. And if you want to see that in action, it will be a little bit of a shorter. um, I won't be talking as long. We've been talking for about 20 minutes here. It'll be a short little video that we have embedded in the post that tells you how you can walk through your settings, what things you need to be looking for and what things that you can make sure are checked and not checked. So if you want that video, go to simplepinmedia.com slash 194. And it's going to give you all the information you need to know for how to get the right settings inside your Pinterest account. Alrighty, thanks so much for listening. And if you have a takeaway or a question for me, you can tag me on Instagram or comment on the blog post. On Instagram, I am at simplepinmedia and I'm over there quite a bit chatting. So if you want to share with me your takeaway or question, I would love for you to tag me. Alrighty, thanks so much and have a great day. 